Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast on championship weekend. Uh, they got some big NFC, AFC championship games taking place. Uh, as we all know in the Who That Nation, uh, the Saints uh, came one game short of reaching the NFC championship game. Uh, they will uh, not be playing the NFC championship game. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, will be playing against the Green Bay Packers today around three o'clock. And then after that game, it will be the AFC championship game. The Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. But that's not what we're talking about here today. OK, we will be talking about the AFC and NFC championship game on the other podcast called the State of the Game podcast immediately following this podcast. But uh, we're going to be talking about. Matthew Stafford. That's right. Matthew Stafford, the longtime quarterback of the Detroit Lions, was picked uh, number one overall out of Georgia back in 2009 by the Detroit Lions. And after 12 seasons and 48,000 yards, Matthew Stafford has decided that he wants to leave the Detroit Lions organization. And it seems like the organization uh, is gladly obliging his request. And you know, when you have a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, teams that are looking for quarterbacks or uh, teams that, that feel like they need to go in another direction uh, with a quarterback, uh, they always uh, tend to have guys like Matthew Stafford on their radar. And the Saints are uh, no different. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, as we all know, this is most likely Drew Brees' last season. Uh, to me, it should be his last season, but I digress. Uh, but you know, the question is, uh, should the New Orleans Saints sign Matthew Stafford? Uh, for anybody that's been following the State of the Saints podcast, uh, been rolling with the State of the Saints podcast, you already know that I think very highly of Matthew Stafford. Uh, Matthew Stafford is a guy that I have so much respect for because in some ways he kind of reminds me of Drew Brees. You know, uh, going to a snake-bitten franchise, uh, you know what I'm saying? Going out there, giving his heart, giving his soul, no matter uh, what the defense looked like, uh, no matter what the running game looked like, no matter what the special teams looked like, you can always count on number nine. Yeah, number nine, because Matthew Stafford is number nine also. You can always count on number nine going out there, handling his business, putting up yards, and always keeping teams in the game all the way to the tail end. And the only difference is, that Drew Brees went to an organization that, number one, uh, had a, a coach that complimented him, you know, a coach that was a visionary, a guy who can call plays and dial it up. Uh, with Matthew Stafford, the Detroit Lions organization has been an absolute train wreck ever since he's gotten there. Uh, it, it just seems like there's very little stability in that organization. It's very copycat in that organization. It doesn't seem like anybody has a, a vision or anything like that. But Matthew Stafford has been, you know, trugging alone. He had some growing pains and, and some injuries earlier in his career. And it seemed like, you know, for, for a while, the Detroit Lions was making a bad decision by drafting him. But he, he later on, uh, you know, uh, showed the entire NFL world that uh, he was uh, capable of carrying a team. Look, the only reason why people aren't talking about Matthew Stafford is very, very simple. It's because the Detroit Lions weren't very good when he was playing for them, okay? But Matthew Stafford has been up there when it comes to stats, uh, when it comes to touchdowns, the interception ratio. He has been atop uh, the National Football League 
The only difference is, like I said, you're going, you're playing for an organization that's not very good. So you're going to fly under the radar. Would I like for the New Orleans Saints to sign Matthew Stafford? Who that nation? I'll go a little bit further. If the New Orleans Saints can get their hands on Matthew Stafford, I would say bye-bye to Taysom Hill. And I would say bye-bye to Jameis Winston. That's how much respect I have for this guy. This guy is 32 years old. He'll be 33 at the start of the season. He has a really big arm. He's extremely accurate. He normally averages about, I guess, about 65, 66% of his passes throughout his career. He's always up there, you know, when it comes to the touchdowns. And, you know, this guy throws for, you know, a bunch of yards just like Drew Brees did. Like I said, they are very similar in some ways. I like Matthew Stafford a lot. I think he's better <laughs> than Jameis Winston. I think he's leaps and bounds better than Taysom Hill. And I just feel like he would be the best fit. Uh, number one, because I just feel like if you put him uh, with an offensive-minded coach like Sean Payton, I think it could take uh, the Saints to the next level. And let's make, make no mistake about it. Before all these people around here that is around here complaining, no, no, don't get them, don't get them. Let me go ahead and talk about the hypocrisy of the Houdat Nation. Yeah, I'm coming through with receipts. You know, it's funny to me how we can just see the, the silver lining in the dark clouds, you know what I'm saying, when it, when it matters to us the most, when it benefits us. Let me go ahead and go backtrack a tad bit. When, Matt, uh, when Jameis Winston was drawing a whole bunch of interceptions for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Everybody was talking about Jameis and laughing at him and cracking jokes and talking about 30 for 30, this and that. And I even had a show, you know, before Jameis Winston even signed with the New Orleans Saints. And I asked the question, should the New Orleans Saints sign Jameis Winston? No, no, no. You see all the interceptions? No, no, no. Now, all of a sudden, the guy is on a roster. And now we see this silver lining. Oh, well, you know, he does have good upside. or You know, well, he does have a lot of talent. Or, you know what I'm saying? He does have a lot of ability. You know, we can we can find positivity when it benefits us. But I'm telling you right now, and I'm saying this with my whole chest. If the New Orleans Saints had Matthew Stafford as their quarterback playing in a game last week, I guarantee that the New Orleans Saints would be playing today. Matthew Stafford would have led the Saints not only uh, to the NFC Championship, but you can make an argument to say that the Saints probably would have been playing in the Super Bowl. This dude have a lot of talent. And for those that probably just watching ESPN or, or watching uh, Detroit Lions games and, and, and bits and pieces and probably just taking a narrative that they probably heard somebody say, look, you're doing yourself a disservice. I've watched Matthew Stafford his entire career. And I can tell you right now, it doesn't get it, it doesn't get much better than this when it comes to heart, passion, ability, uh, arm strength, all that stuff that we love, uh, you know, in a quarterback. You know, like this guy has it up. All right. So, look, no disrespect to Jameis Winston. If Jameis Winston is the best option out there and you can't get Matthew Stafford, look, roll with him. It, it, he's been in the system. It'll be one full year. It seems like Sean Payton likes him a lot. So roll with him. But I'm saying, if you got an opportunity to get Matthew Stafford, which I feel like they can have a strong chance, especially uh, since the new head coach of the Detroit Lions came from the New Orleans Saints, I think that, you know, the Saints might be able to, you know, be able to talk a little bit more, 
keep the conversation going a little bit longer than other teams. And maybe if the Saints are speaking relatively okay language, maybe the Detroit Lions will look the Saints way before they look at any other team because of, you know, the relationship between Dan Campbell and Sean Payton. So you've got that going for you. But I, I, I'm saying it with my whole chest, and I can care less when anybody thinks about this. This is just my opinion. You, I mean, feel free to feel free to have your own. But but Matthew Stafford is better than Jameis Winston, and he's better than Taysom Hill. I will, you know, what I'm saying like we we all are going off wishful thinking when it comes to Jameis Winston. Now, which I feel like he can turn a corner. Do I feel like he can throw thirty interceptions and stuff like that, like he once did? No. Not with a Sean Payton offense. I feel like he'll have more things going for him. I stand by that. Taysom Hill, I just think that what you see is what you get. You're going to get some good. You're going to get some bad. It's going to be one week where he looked like he balling out of control, and then the next week he's going to be all erratic and turning the ball over. Look, I feel like when it comes to consistency, if you want consistency, if you want a, a short thing out of these three guys, I'm rolling with Matthew Stafford. And – for all those people are talking about if Drew come back, if Drew come back, if Drew come back, look, Drew Brees isn't coming back, okay? And you know what I'm saying? Like, we just have to get that into our minds. Look, yeah, he didn't he didn't have a press conference yet, but we all know that Drew Brees is a stand-up guy. He's a guy that, you know what I'm saying, that, that's not very, you know, selfish, you know, when it comes to, like, uh, with the spotlight. I feel like the reason why he hasn't come out yet is because the season isn't fully over. He doesn't want to take the storylines away from the NFC and AFC championship and possibly the Super Bowl. After the season is all said and done, most likely we're going to be having a press conference for number nine. You can see the way Sean Payton is talking. You can see the way some of his teammates were responding in the press conference. A conversation was had behind the scenes, folks. So go ahead and get that through your mind and just focus on life outside of Drew Brees because it's going to happen. And even if it didn't, once again, this might sound controversial, but I'm calling it like I see it, okay? Look, if Drew Brees says that I want to play another season, as a, as a New Orleans Saints fan, I'm not bringing them back. I'm going to say that again. If Drew Brees wants to play another season, I'm not bringing them back, okay? Does he deserve to retire on his own accord? Absolutely. But you cannot be around here playing around with your future because you know quarterback still feel like he has something left in the tank and for all those that are like man tj man you ain't no real drew Brees fan i knew it i knew it all along tj you're not a real drew Brees fan afford me this do you think that the fans in san francisco back in the in the late 80s early 90s wanted to see joe montana leave san francisco for steve young do you think that they wanted to see their beloved quarterback who won four Super Bowls leave for a quarterback that had a lot of potential but hasn't proved anything yet? Do you think they wanted to see that? Do you think that the Indianapolis Colts fans wanted to see Peyton Manning leave and go to the Denver Broncos for the last couple of years of his career? Absolutely not. Do you think that the New England Patriots the fan base wanted to see number 12 Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform going in an NFC championship game. I'm pretty sure they're looking at this right now, and they're probably saying to themselves, man, we could have been in an AFC championship game going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Do you think that they wanted to see that? So let me ask you this, who that nation, and for all those people that get mad every time somebody say anything about Drew Brees, what makes Drew Brees any different from any one of those celebrated quarterbacks that have brought legitimacy to their organizations? Please, somebody explain that to me. The only thing is we want to hold on to everything that resembles success in New Orleans, and we need to go ahead and relinquish that mind frame. We need to let it go. We need to stop holding on to the past and all these different guys that we want to dig in a crate. Look, this is a production business. This isn't a nostalgic business. This is a production business. If you're not being productive or you can find somebody that is more productive than what you actually have, then you move on from it. And I love Drew Brees, but that's just a reality, man. That's just a reality. You know, like the guy played with a torn rotator cuff. The guy played with 11 fractured ribs. You know what I'm saying? He had so many other things going on with him. And he went out there and he battled and he fought and he gave it all he can. And we appreciate that in a who that nation. But at the same time, you have to come to yourself and say, man, maybe I am doing more harm than good to my team by being limited and for them to have to compensate for my limitations. I'm just being real, man. Like, there's somebody out there that might just think that that trick play by Jameis Winston was absolute genius. But you need to ask yourself, folks, why is it that you have to go out here and bring in a young quarterback to run that play when you have a solid Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees, you know, that, that can run that same play? It's because of the arm strength. It's because of the ability. It's because of the limitations of him not being able to get the ball down the field. And some of you probably, oh, man, that's a good play. Why do you think they got to bring Taysom out there for them to throw the ball deep down the field? And you know what I'm saying? Honestly, you're making the coaching staff work a little bit harder because they have to compensate for your limitations. And let me tell you something, who that nation if another player at another skill position has limitations, you can kind of disguise it, right? If you have an offensive lineman that can't really block as well, he's solid but not, you know what I'm saying, like borderline elite, you can always put a tight end right next to him to try to help out and chip the defender, you know what I'm saying, from getting to the pass rush. Uh, if you have a wide receiver and he's really, really fast, you can compensate for the fact that he can't run little short slant routes to get off the line of scrimmage when he's getting jammed. You can easily put somebody else in that position, you know what I'm saying, or you can kind of move them around to give him a different mismatch. When you have a quarterback that is limited, it sets your whole team back. It sets it back, you know what I'm saying, when it's certain things that he can't do. So for all those people out there that's, man, I knew it, I knew it, bro, I knew it, he knew it, man. Look, y'all so fell weather with Drew Brees. Look, bump all that, man. You can have an appreciation for Drew Brees, but I'm not sitting up here with rose-colored glasses on like some of y'all who just refuse to see what's, what's right there in your face because I don't know if you're sitting in your house alone and you think somebody looking at you, who gives a damn? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to call it for what it is. Oh, I can't talk about Drew Brees. People going to think I'm a fake fan. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, I, I can kind of see that he can't throw down the field, but I ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to defend my quarterback to the death. Yeah, keep on doing it. And watch these postseason exits year after year. Call it for what it is with that nation. 
The Saints had a lot of things going for them this season. The Saints had a better running game than they didn't had in previous years. They had a better defense than they had in previous years. We all know that the Saints uh, couldn't stop no passes deep. I mean, this was probably one of the most solid defenses they've had. There's really no excuse why we're talking about the Saints in past tense when it comes to this season and not talking about them in the present tense when it comes to them playing the NFC Championship game. You have to look no further. Now, I know some people wanted me to talk a little bit about Drew Brees and should he have went out there and played? Should he have sat, sat on a bench and, you know, we're dealing with all of these issues, okay? I feel like that's another story for another day, all right? I will talk about that on a later date. But all I'm saying is if Drew Brees decides to come back, I'm not bringing him back to New Orleans. I love Drew Brees, but enough is enough. It is time to move on. It is time for you to move on. And then you have to look at it this way. How upset, how upsetting, think about this, folks, how upsetting would it be if the Saints were to lose somebody like Jameis Winston, right? Let's say Drew Brees decides to come back. How upsetting would it be if Jameis Winston goes to a team that complements his skills? Let's just say he does go to somebody like the 49ers and he works with Kyle Shanahan and he lights up the he, he lights up the NFL, right? He lights it up. He has a solid season. He's probably borderline MVP-ish type performance or whatever like that how ticked off would you be that the new orleans saints sacrificed an opportunity to possibly have drew Brees' successor because they couldn't afford to keep him because they allowed drew Brees to come back one more year how many years would you think you'll be talking about that situation like i said this is a production league this is a league that is built on results not what you did last week, not what you did two years ago, not what you did 10 years ago. This is not about nostalgia. This isn't about this undying, uh, this isn't like this, this, this undying debt, you know what I'm saying, to, to Drew Brees. Like, I, I owe him because he brought the, the city so much joy and happiness. He did. But Drew Brees only can play for so long. What's going to happen then? What's going to happen five, ten years from now when Drew Brees is no longer playing the National Football League? I mean, you got to think about that stuff, man. You got to think about it. You got to be realistic. But some of you, I'm, I'm talking about this right now. And you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to show you all this. And somebody right now is probably sitting at their screen or looking on their phone right now, scowled face because the only thing they hear is blah, 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 blah. Get rid of Drew Brees. Blah, 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 blah. Need to retire. Blah, 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 blah. Like that, that's all they hear. But be my guest. For all those people that can't understand fully the, the argument that I am trying to present to you, all I got to say is um, you have my sympathy because you need to remove it. I am a Saints fan. I am a Saints fan. I, I have been a Saints fan before Drew Brees got here. I've been a Saints fan since Drew Brees has gotten here. And I'm going to be a Saints fan after Drew Brees got get here. There are so many other Saints players that have come and gone, but I've still been a Saints fan. And if your fandom is attached to Drew Brees, then you're not really a Saints fan. <laughs> I'm just being serious because – Drew Brees is a huge part of what the Saints have done over the years. 
but he isn't, you know what I'm saying? He isn't the, the is all the be all of this organization to a point where everything needs to stop or we have to stop the progress of this, this organization because he's here. You got to look out for the organization, man. You have got to look out for the organization. This is for the, the betterment of the organization to move on, to find yourself another solid quarterback. Don't y'all understand that this is embarrassing, man? Like, seriously, don't y'all understand it's embarrassing? You know, it's time out for the for the BS. Don't y'all understand it's embarrassing that the Saints have had this much success and have absolutely really nothing to show for it for the exception of a couple uh, division title T-shirts? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's embarrassing, man. 49 victories? 49 victories, man. Why do y'all think, like, if you don't think that this is weird, look around the New Orleans Saints organization right now. If you don't think that people don't, you know what I'm saying, look at this like, man, the Saints got 49 victories. Look around the organization and look and see how teams are, 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 are taking away the coaching staffs and the, the assistant GMs and all that other stuff. The Saints are a successful franchise. And for you to not step foot, step foot on Super Bowl soil in four years, that is a disappointment. Look, I don't care how many Instagram posts people write, man, this was a solid season, didn't end the way that we wanted, but that we got so much stuff we can build on. Look, man, forget all this politically correct stuff. This is a, This is sad. It is. For four years, you had what it takes to be a championship franchise. And for you to have absolutely nothing to show for it except for some T-shirts that say you're the division champions, that's pretty sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, satisfied with division championships, the Buffalo Bills. Like, I'm serious, man. The Buffalo Bills are playing in the AFC championship game today. But if the Buffalo Bills would have just won a division, then went well and won one playoff game and lost to Baltimore last week, all their fans would have been excited about the future. The Cleveland Browns, those are the type of people that are excited about double-digit wins and, and division titles because they, they, they have been at the mercy of some of these elite teams over the years. But what happens when you are the elite team? What happens when you are the standard and you don't get the job done? I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired, man. I'm tired of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm tired of glass half, uh, class half empty, glass half full type mind frame, especially when the glass should be overflowing with success. Time to move on, man. Time to move on. Go ahead and answer some of your questions. Universal Love says, I miss not seeing the Saints today. Yeah, me too. You know? And it's sad that we're not seeing them. It's sad we're not seeing them, man, because they had all the tools and all the talent to do it. I'm a Saints fan, too. You speaking facts, TJ. Look, man, I'm just calling it like it is. I'm pretty sure somebody's going to have a difference of opinion than I do. But at this point, I can care less. I can care less, man. Like, I'm not sitting up here having no quiz show like, you know what I'm saying, like, like, like I'm, you know, like, like I'm Chuck Worry or something like that or you know what I'm saying, a Steve Harvey. Like, look, check this out, man. If you want to sit up there and be in denial and be delusional and, and pretend like you don't see what you see, then fine. 
if you can't understand that people can't, uh, you know what I'm saying, decipher and, and separate the fact of a love for a person, but being realistic about a person, then shame on you. If you feel like you have to keep your mouth shut and zip tight, and if you say anything about a player, and you know what I'm saying, if you say something about them, oh, that just means you don't like them, then I feel sorry for you. I, I really feel sorry for you. That's not very, that's not very intelligent to do. It's not. You know, like don't don't leave me out there. Don't have me walking around with tissue paper on my damn foot. Let me know. You know what I'm saying? Don't have me out here with a booger in my nose. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't have me out here shirt tail to shuffle or me showing my drawers and don't know it. Please let me know. Don't be like, oh man, you know, I would tell him uh that his draw showing. Uh, I would tell him that 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 booger in his nose, but nah, bro. Let me know about the booger, the draws. Let me know. Don't don't have me out here half stepping. It's reality, man. And for those that want to sit up here and pretend and 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 dissect, oh man, well you know, uh, you know, what offense blind one blocking day of it, David Murray, David, like whatever, dude. Why is it like, I, it, it, man? I'm kind of ticked off, man. I just because I just don't understand this. How is it that I can do a show? Like, let's just say, for example, let's just say if I would just if I just did a show, didn't talk about nothing that involved Drew Brees on last week, and I just read Jared Cook the riot act. If I was just going in on Jared Cook, man, Jared Cook, you suck. Jared Cook, what they doing, man? He shouldn't have signed this clown. He old, he washed. People will be clapping for me. But throw a, a dash of Drew Brees up in that thing. Throw a dash of Drew Brees. Man, see, man, man, why, man, why you? Why you with Jared Cook? I'm eating it with Jared Cook. Like, come on, man. Like, I can I can read every other Saints player to ride at and talk about them and call them out. I get the biggest amen corner that you'll ever see at any Baptist church. But when you start talking about Drew Brees, Oh boy, the deflectors and the detractors and the backsteppers and the moonwalkers come out in full force. But you know what? Y'all come out full force all you want to. That's not going to stop me from calling it for what it is. You may be blind, but there's a damn doctor's office. There's a damn eye doctor on damn there every corner. Okay. Every Walmart you go to, when you're going out there getting them eggs, them grits, them smoked sausage. Why don't you just go ahead and stop at that boot right in front of the store and walk into the eye doctor and say, well, something is wrong with my eyes, man. I think I need to get my eyes checked because I, I just feel like it's everybody else's fault but Drew. Please do. Please do. Be my, be my guest. All right. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you get the eggs and the grits and the slow sizes. But nevertheless, go ahead and stop and, and make yourself an eye doctor appointment because clearly you blind as hell. Um. The fans would be fine with that. Mm -hmm. They definitely would. You, you, you know, you know, you bring uh, Drew Brees out on a walker. You know, what I'm saying for a seven step drop, and they just happy, and they still would be blaming. It would It was. Uh, I mean, if the old line was blocking for you know. <laughs> oh man, like I said, I love Drew Brees, man. But the 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 way that people just make it seem like he beyond reproach is just hilarious. It's hilarious, man. It is hilarious. Like, I, you you got to love him, man. Like, I love 
Drew for what he has done. But come on, man. The time has come. The time is has come, man. We've seen this. Like great quarterbacks, all-time great quarterbacks have left organizations and went other places. You know? There, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Dada Saints number one says, TJ, what do you think uh, it takes to get uh, Matthew uh, out of Detroit? Well, I'm assuming, I'm assuming like a third round pick. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like probably two thirds, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe something you can contribute in this year's draft. I, nah, it's, I, I ain't saying no first round pick. I feel like he, he worth like a third. He probably worth a third this year. Maybe a second or a third next year. That's the only thing I'm throwing out there. I'm not. I'm not giving nobody no first round pick for no 33 year old Matthew Stafford. That, that's how I roll. Uh, sounds like some good food, TJ. <laughs> Saints, Saints, Saints says Elizabeth. Uh, it's hard being a Saints fan when they lost. It hurts. I was sick all night, staring at the walls. It messed up my whole night. I couldn't sleep right. This defense was uh, great. It hurts you so. John, you're absolutely right. It definitely does hurt your soul. But at this point, as a Saints fan, and what you have endured over the last three to four years, how in the hell would you – why should you even be surprised? I, I'm serious, man. Like, there's, there's, there's three things for certain. Debt, taxes, and the Saints laying an egg in the playoffs at this point. You know, anything else, you know, anything else the Saints would do would, would be a step up. Like, I, I've been – Look, 2018, man, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been stopped shedding the tears for the team. You know what I'm saying? Am I upset that they lost? Yeah. Have I really been watching sports since they lost? Mm, not really. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I had to decompress. And also, man, look, there's a lot of people who, uh, who bear with me. You know what I'm saying? When I do these shows, so gotta give attention to them. You know what I'm saying? So I just took a little time off in order to focus on that. But of course, it hurts. But at the same time, man, this is so this that that's so saints at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like them, like them losing and playing some of their worst football in times like that. You know, it, it just makes you wonder, like, are they playing the way that they played during the season and other teams have stepped their game up? Or maybe the fact that they don't have an extra gear. I, I just don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I'm questioning, I'm questioning, do they have an extra gear? You know, I, I feel like they're a good team. And maybe if these games are like the playoffs didn't really mean too much or maybe you can play next week, maybe they'll play better. But I don't know, man. It just seems like they don't have an extra gear. Or they playing at the same type of speed as a regular season. I don't know what's going on, but they got to get some things fixed, man. Like, And I just think that it starts with the quarterback. And I just feel like with Matthew Stafford, like I said, man, if the Saints had Matthew Stafford as their quarterback, Last week, the Saints would still be playing. Not only would the Saints still be playing, but the Saints would have beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to sleep. Like seriously, 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 they they would have they would have beat them to sleep. This that game wouldn't even been close. The Saints probably would have put up forty on them boys. Hey TJ, I just discovered you, bro. But I uh I binged your show all day yesterday. Much love, bro. Go Bucks, though. Yeah, Big Panther, man. Look, good luck to y'all today. Look, I, I, I ain't hating on no, nobody, man. I understand how it feels when your team 
you know, hasn't been successful and you're on the threshold of making a championship game. Look, I, I understand that. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like I, I would be hard pressed to not say uh, that the Saints shouldn't be in that position. I really do feel that way, man. And I, I'm not even saying that as a homer. Like the Saints were better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like I'm not look, I, look the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They did all the things right in order for them to win. You know what I'm saying? They 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 you know what I'm saying? They 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 stepped up. They capitalized off the Saints' mistakes, and that's all you asked to do. But my goodness, man, my goodness. Mighty Mouse, thank you very much for the $20. Says, what I don't understand, we go 12 and 4 with barely any starters. But when we were just missing two people in Murray and Hill, we can't win a playoff game. Barely had Thomas all year, and we were successful. Yeah, that's why I said, man, you know, it's like it's like everybody else stepped their game up. It's like everybody gets up here, and the Saints are still about right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, even like from the stupid play calling and stuff in the postseason. Like, what is you doing, man? All these stupid trick plays that don't make any sense. But I will say this, man. Taysom is, uh, like, as much uh, crap as we give him as a quarterback, as a player, Taysom is one of the most important players the Saints have. And I think we we forget sometimes how important that guy was in that second game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and how, how strong he was running and stuff like that. See, I, I feel like with Latavius – it really wasn't that big of a deal. You had somebody like Ty Montgomery go out there and get you a couple extra yards, just like Latavius can. But when you have Taysom, who, if you don't know if he's going to run, if he's going to throw, uh, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, like you don't know how to approach this guy. I feel like when you know that you're just going up against Drew, you know that he's not really going to, he's not going to run. And all he's going to do is try to stand in a pocket and try to deliver the ball on time. You know, you don't have like the, the you know, the improbability, you know, of a Taysom. You don't have to worry about the improbability of the of, of a James, right? You know what I'm saying? It makes things more simplistic. So I do feel like him not being in the game was huge for the Saints. Not so much with Latavius. You know, I just think that people don't understand how important that guy is to this team from what he does uh, as a Swiss Army knife type player. Not as a quarterback, but as a Swiss Army Knight. James Jones says, good morning, TJ. I get your point. Would you have let uh, Winston start their game? Uh, look, if I would have known what I know now about Drew Brees, yeah, I probably would have. I probably would have let him uh, start. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then on top of that, push come to shove. He goes out there. He's not playing well. I mean, you still have uh, Taysom out there, you know what I'm saying, who has had some starts. And he has some experience at the quarterback position throughout the season. But, yeah, I probably would have let Jameis start in this game. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like – I don't know, man. You know, I want to save this topic for another day. I just feel like a lot of the things that the New Orleans Saints did, uh, you know what I'm saying, I, I just kind of questioned. Uh, it also just had me looking sideways at some of the training staff and, and how – uh, I just feel like they kind of guilt trip some guys into playing like Michael Thomas, right? Like Mike was out there, but it, it was clear that uh, Michael Thomas uh, wasn't healthy, you know? And the fact that this guy got to get two surgeries on his ankle, uh, you know what I'm saying? The, the fact that 
uh, you know, they up here talking about, man, we need you. We need you. Well, I, I, I beg to differ. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not like the New Orleans Saints couldn't go out there and, and, and win a football game without Michael Thomas. I mean, they won at least about seven without him playing. So I, I really just don't understand why you guilt tripping this guy into playing. I, I just don't understand it, man. But look, it, look, if, if that's how they want to go down, they want to go down with the ship. Uh, if you're looking at Drew and all those injuries that he sustained and you still feel like he has what it takes to win and he can lead your team to success, fine. But at the same time, man, I just feel like that's a very selfish way of doing it. Uh, me personally, uh, I, I really just feel like Drew wasn't ready to come back. I just think that Drew is such a competitor. He looked at the, the schedule and he seen that he had opportunity to go up against Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know if that was in the best interest of the team or it was just in the best interest of Drew. I, I'm just being serious, man. Like, I feel like if the Saints, after that Eagles game, if the Saints were taking on Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, I don't think you would have seen Drew in that game. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that Drew wanted to go up against Patrick Mahomes, and he realized at that particular time that that was going to be the last time he ever get an opportunity to go up against Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I don't even think that was uh, beneficial to the Saints. I don't. I don't think that he looked at it was like, oh, you know, like they, they need me out there because let, let's just be serious, man. The, the Kansas City Chiefs were a really good football team. And regardless if Drew was playing, Taysom was playing, Jameis was playing, most likely the Saints would have had a strong uh, possibility of losing that game. So I don't know if that was just a smart decision on, on a behalf of the coaching staff because he was not ready. He wasn't ready. And anybody saying that he was ready, it just, you know, delusional. That's the word of the day, delusional. That guy wasn't ready to play against the Kansas City Chiefs. Clarence, uh, thank you very much for the $10. Says, keep on preaching, brother. I'm with you a thousand percent. It's time to move on from Drew. We still have a lot of talent on this team to continue to move forward towards the Super Bowl. Clarence, uh, thank you very much, bro, brother, uh, for the $10. And I, I agree, man. It's just, uh, you know, I'm not sitting around here, uh, you know, just holding my franchise back or, you know what I'm saying, not looking at uh, – the future because I still want to live in the past and still want to hold on to uh, some, some familiar success, uh, you know, that I'm comfortable with, you know what I'm saying? Like right now we're Linus with the blanket. Okay. That's, that's what we are as Saints fans. Some of us are with Linus with the blanket, right? Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Whoever seen the peanuts cartoon, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, best friend was Linus and Linus, uh, you know what I'm saying? I guess like Charlie Brown, Linus, they're maybe like about nine or 10 years old. And Linus is still walking around there with a blanket, sucking his thumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Linus don't need the blanket, but it, I guess it just gives him comfort or whatever like that. So, I mean, I just don't get it. But it just looks weird. You know what I'm saying? You're out in the pumpkin patch with a blanket. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're at the school recital with a, uh, with a blanket. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. Like everybody around here is still talking about, man, let's one more year, one more year. Like, you're Linus with the blanket. You know, like, and the thing about it is, you know, Linus don't need the blanket. You know what I'm saying? It just gives him comfort. Some of us just want Drew because it, it, it reminds us of, of success. And some of us have been Saints fans for so long that life outside of Drew Brees we're afraid of because life outside of Drew Brees 
didn't give us the results that we were looking for. We were getting laughed at. We were getting embarrassed. People were talking about we suck. We didn't have snappy comebacks. But when it comes to Drew Brees, oh, I can go and I can talk to any uh, organization, any team, and I can talk smack to them and say, look at my team. Well, look, I believe in his coaching staff. I believe in his organization. I'm a Saints fan through and through. And I'm not trying to handicap an organization because I, you know what I'm saying, because of my undying love for somebody. You know, if you love something, let it go. You know, like that, that's just what it is. If you love something, you shouldn't want to see Drew Brees playing like that. You shouldn't want to see Drew Brees being a, a mere shell of himself. You shouldn't want, want to see Drew Brees, oh, you know what I'm saying, like one week he lighted up. Oh, I told y'all, then the next week, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to see that. I mean, Drew Brees is about consistency. Drew Brees is about timing. Drew Brees is about accuracy. Drew Brees is about greatness. And anything outside of that, I just feel like, you know, we're doing Drew Brees a disservice if we want to keep on parading him out there on the field. Not fair. Don't like it. Not a fan of it. And anybody that's a real true safe fan in their heart, you shouldn't want to see it too. You shouldn't want to see that, man. Like, you know, I, 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 I don't want to see anything like that. I don't want to, I don't want to see the last memories of, of Drew Brees being, you know what I'm saying, like having these type of conversations. You know, it, it's sad. And I and I and I'm not a fan of it. I'm, I'm just not. Uh, Sean Payton is delusional. No, Tulsa. I, I, Sean Payton is definitely not delusional. Sean Payton is doing things the right way, Tulsa. Look, the best way to get on your player's good side is to show that you are loyal to them, right? For those that didn't check out the uh, the Jim Trotter, uh, Steve Weiss podcast, right? H- you know what I'm saying? Like the uh, the hustle, I want to say, yeah, the, the, the hustle and I don't think it's called hustle and flow, but it, you know what I'm saying? I can't think of the name of the, of the title, but I, somebody somebody in the uh, chat give it to me. But this is the, he was on their podcast and he was talking a little bit about uh, you know uh, Taysom Hill, and he talked about how Taysom Hill uh, before he he signed his contract, he he told Taysom Hill that if the opportunity presented itself that he was going to give him an opportunity to go out there and and start at quarterback. So when Drew went down, when he went down, Taysom came into the game. That was Sean Payton being loyal, uh, you know, and and being a man of his word and and saying to Taysom, look, look, I told you this is what I'm going to do. If anything, if we're going to get mad at Sean Payton for anything, uh, we should be, Mad at him for being loyal, for him having a word. That you know, what I'm saying that that's what hustle and flow. Okay, it was huddle and flow, huddle and flow. Yeah, huddle and flow. Thank you very much. The huddle and flow podcast. Check it out. I don't know why I was just thinking about hustle and flow, but huddle and flow, man. Man, shouts out to Steve Weiss. I know he uh, watches. He watched the State of the Saints podcast, and some of y'all know he's been on here before. But um, but yeah, man. If you're gonna get mad at Sean Payton, be mad at him because he's loyal. Be mad at him because, you know, like he's a man of his word. And that's what you need. And that's why players love this guy so much, you know, because he's a straight shooter. He gives guys opportunity. So I'm not mad at Sean for that. For all those people mad at Sean for putting Taysom in over Jameis, like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I just feel like with 
Sean did the right thing. Sean did right. Sean did right by, by Taysom. And that's the reason why Taysom was in the game. And that's how you get guys to play for you. That's how you get guys to basically run through a wall for you. Uh, TJ, do you see Taysom on the team after his contract is up next year? Yep, I, I do. But not in a quarterback role. And if, if Taysom is smart, he'll want to stay with the New Orleans Saints for as long as possible because I'm going to just be 100% real with you, man. If, if Taysom goes to another team, he's not going to get opportunities like this. He not. Unless he goes somewhere like the 49ers or, or a team, you know what I'm saying, when you have an offensive, innovative coach. If I was him, I, I want to stay. Because if, he's, if he goes out there and say, you know what, I'm a quarterback and I want to play quarterback, then he is going to be on somebody's sidelines with a clipboard. At least with Sean Payton and, and Sean Payton's offense, he gets an opportunity to line up at tight end. He gets an opportunity to throw the football. He gets an opportunity to run the football and, and be a key component to what the Saints do. You know, if, if you go out there and you leave an organization and you go somewhere else and you're saying, okay, I'm a quarterback, if you want to be Tim Tebow and say, man, you can't lobby up at linebacker or you can't lobby up at tight end or you can't lobby up at fullback, then you know what you do? You end up working for ESPN and, and being in the developmental league for the New York Mets. You know what I'm saying? That's what you end up doing. So if I was smart, well, if he was smart, Taysom would end up continuously uh, continuing his career with the New Orleans Saints. I don't think I don't think Taysom's career can get any better than what it is right now. Seriously, I, I don't. Like, it's not like he's going to leave and go to another team and and be a league MVP. I, I just don't see that. I mean, he could prove me wrong, but all I'm saying is this is the best spot for Taysom. At least, y'all, like I said, if you're not playing quarterback full-time, you still can go out there, throw the football around. You can still run around the yard. You still can go out there, catch the football. I mean, look, you still out there balling. And, and you know what I'm saying? You still getting opportunities. And if you're a football player, you just want to play, right? You want to play if, if you're a football player. So you're not going to get those opportunities if you say, oh, I'm a league so I can get opportunity to be a quarterback. And let's just say you get beat out in training camp. Now you're just a guy with an earpiece and a clipboard and, and they might bring you out there for one or two plays a game. But with the Saints, I mean, Taysom is on the field quite a bit. So why would you want to leave something like that? You mean like Taysom Hill, Jameis has not fumbled with the Saints? Uh, <laughs> look, I mean, he hasn't really had an opportunity to, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, he only been in there for a little bit of mop-up duty with the 49ers. So... TJ, players value winning over loyalty, though. It was extremely delusional to think a broken breeze would beat Brady, Rodgers, and Mahomes. Uh, uh, TJ, players value winning over loyalty, though. Uh, Robert, that's a good point, but let me let me just go ahead and say this. They value, they, they value winning over loyalty depending on who it is, right? You know what I'm saying? And it also depends on who the person is who the person actually is and how loyal that person has been or have been a contributor, a contributor to winning, right? Let's just look at it like this. If, let's just say Tom Brady, right? Let's just say if Tom Brady out there playing hurt, right? And you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't think that those players would have this undying loyalty for what 
Tom Brady has done throughout his career or what he has done for the organization. I'm talking about if he was in New England. Of course. Of course they would. You know what I'm saying? So if he decides, hey, guys, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it a shot. You know what guys are going to say? They're going to be like, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's go out here and do it. They're going to step their game up, right? But if it's somebody like Dwayne Haskins or something like that, be like, man, go sit your ass down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You ain't done nothing. You ain't got enough skins on the wall for me to want to run through a wall for you, okay? You haven't done anything yet. It depends on a player, okay? That's when I feel I feel like based on a player, loyalty is a little bit more than winning. When it comes to like certain players that hasn't haven't proved anything, then winning is over loyalty. But when a person has been so loyal and dedicated and a key contributor to success, to the success of a team, then I feel like guys will take that into account and they'll be okay with it. But if a guy hasn't done anything, then I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like that kind of applies but i just feel like with drew because of who drew is and what had what drew has done guys respect the hell out of it and um i think that's the reason why he can get away with that but some players can't some players cannot we talking about loyalty breeze is like the only player remaining from the super bowl team where was the loyalty for the other 51 guys that won us a trophy winning uh, is greater than loyalty. Well, it's different because the quarterback is the most important position on the field, Robert. It's not like we talking about, I don't know, uh, Anthony Hargrove or something like that. Like, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're talking about somebody like that or, or, or I don't know, or even like even Jonathan Goodwin, you know what I'm saying, or, or Jemiah Bushride. Like, this is the quarterback position. It, it, the quarterback is the most important position on the field. You don't have yourself a quarterback. Your, your franchise is set back for years. Don't believe me? Ask the Buffalo Bills. Finally got their quarterback. Don't believe me? Ask the Miami Dolphins, who believe that they have their quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's so important. Like, it, it's not one of those positions where you can just plug and play, and then all of a sudden you just get this, you know, this unlimited production, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can kind of get away if you have a guy that's, an average guard or an average tackle or even an average linebacker. But when you have an average quarterback or below average quarterback, my goodness, you ain't winning a damn thing. So it's about, it's about loyalty. It's about, Hey, 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 Becky. Yeah. It's about loyalty, man. It's about, Doing, you know what I'm saying? Doing no the little things, you know what I'm saying? But you you got to have you got to have yourself a quarterback. That's that's the way I feel about it. So, you know, loyalty, you know what I'm saying, like is important. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you gotta be loyal to a quarterback because a quarterback is the key contributor to you actually winning football games. Uh Mike says, We are my boy. But with Drew retiring, and if we reconstruct uh, some contracts, it could uh, happen. Ro, we've been in this several uh, times. Yeah, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even upset. I'm not even upset about the uh, the contract uh, situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I mean, the Saints always find ways. The Saints always find ways to get what they need to get. Uh, I had from another podcast that we are 100 million over the cap. 
Yeah, you know, because they don't know what the cap number is going to be. Pretty sure it's going to go down uh, because of what's going on with COVID. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Pac-Man too cute. They say thank you. Say thank you. Say thank you. All right. <laughs> Mike says uh, we can't trade for Matthew. He's a free agent. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I think they can trade for him. He still has like things like maybe like two years on his deal. If a team uh, gets him, they have to pay him twenty million the first year, twenty three the second year. So yeah, it, so yeah, it would have to come through a trade. TJ, do you think Sean will actually go for Stafford? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I think uh, Sean Payton likes Matthew Stafford. I think he likes him a lot. I think, you know, like I said, in some ways he reminds me of Drew Brees. You know, he reminds me of Drew a lot. So, you know, I just think that he, he would love to have him. But it all depends on how much love he has for Jameis. And when he talks about Jameis, he talks about Jameis in such a revering light, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he talks about, <laughs> you know, like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? This guy, it, you know, is going to be the future of this team. So, yeah. Personally, Saints should trade for Mike Evans. He would do good uh, as a quarter, <laughs> as a quarterback. Uh, nah. That guy, <laughs> nah. TJ, by the way, your son could take over your co-host job eventually. Yeah, man, you know, might end up doing that one day, you know, or he might end up playing for the Saints, you know, never know, you know, whatever he does, you know, whatever he does, man, I know I'm going to be proud of him, you know, whatever he decides to do. So why uh, why we always recycling washed up QBs? Uh, Recycling washed up QBs? I don't, look. I just think that it's just the way Sean Payton does. I just think that Sean Payton likes guys that understand what's going on. I think that he has more love for a veteran quarterback than he does for a young quarterback. I don't think Sean really wants to take the time to develop a quarterback. And I just feel like if he does, I I think that he wants the, the quarterback to be as low maintenance as possible. Like that's why I feel like he wanted Patrick Mahomes so bad. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has so much arm talent and he was just so good uh, at the position. It was pretty much low maintenance. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can just kind of just do this and do that. But when you look at somebody like uh, Gary Grayson back in the day, them drafting him in the third round, I just feel like Sean was so quick to uh, wash his hands with him. You know, I just feel like it had a lot to do with the fact that he, he needed more developing. So, I, I really don't know. You want to get down now? All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye, buddy. All right. Oh, okay. You still want to get... This don't, this don't unplug that, then we cool. <laughs> uh, Peyton will never run the ball if he gets Stafford. Uh-uh. Say don't plug nothing. He behind the he behind the screen. So you, you want to get back up here again? Okay. All right. We still won't be on the show. You just wanted to take a walk. All right. We about to finish up in a minute. All right. Uh, in the future, TJ, if you want to have a long conversation uh, on my pay on the NFL, let me know. All right. And I'll let you know, Ramsey. No doubt about it. 
we're gonna uh take a few more and then we're gonna get up out of here all right so Taysom needs more development all season uh he holds on to the ball too long yeah you know like i guess that that comes with um with time but look you're about to be 31 years old so how much time do you actually have you know how much time do ducks all my comments uh man anyway uh he liked the established quarterbacks breeze bridgewater from what i see yeah you know like i said i just think matthew stafford is better than i think he better than james i think he better than Taysom. i think he better than teddy and i just think that this guy if he had a, a stable organization guys that actually cared about winning and you know what I'm saying? Brought like a, a winning culture uh, to, to uh, you know, to the organization, to Detroit. I think a lot of people would be talking about this guy like you talk about Aaron Rodgers or you talk about Drew Brees or you talk about some of these other good quarterbacks. I mean, the guy has been putting up numbers and he has been helping his team, you know what I'm saying, with late game heroics for years. It's just the fact that they they haven't been good. So nobody really talk about it. And you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know, if, if you don't, you know, if you're not winning. Saints low-key not looking good for next year. Well, I mean, I, I disagree with that. You know, I mean, I just feel like uh, the only thing that people can say is uh, Drew Brees isn't coming back. You know, if uh, Drew Brees comes back, you know what I'm saying, then would you be saying that? I mean, it's, it's about it's about the draft. It's about the draft. It's about, you know, getting getting players uh, ready. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that's just what it's about. So I think they'll be okay. I think the Saints will put a, a, a good product on the field. I think they'll be okay. TJ not saying it'll happen because of Sean's preferences, but what if we take a shot on Mac Jones? Well, you know what I'm saying? If they was to take a shot on Mac Jones, uh, that was that was shock the heck out of me. I just I just know I just know Sean Payton and, I, and from what I've seen, and I just know that he rather he, he rather have a, a scrappy, uh, promising quarterback that's that's a veteran over a young guy that he has to develop. Even though I just feel like it would be much better to get a young quarterback because that'll save out that'll save a lot of money, but it's about getting the right quarterback. Man, you put Matthew on this team, we will win two chips at most. I, I definitely feel like if you, like I said earlier, I feel like if he played last week, you know, if he would have played last week, we had him at quarterback, we, we definitely would have been playing this week. I, I got a lot of respect for that guy. I, I really do. I'm not even going to lie about that. Everybody, If you've been following this show, man, you know how much I, I like Matthew Stafford and, and my thoughts on him. Give us uh, two number uh, draft picks. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I, I said like a third round, Detroit, uh, 1990. Uh, I think if we give them like a third round pick this year, maybe a second or a third next year, I think you can you can get him. You know, th that's what I would trade. You know, I think that, that would be good. The reason I say a third rounder is because of, of his age. If, if he was probably like around Jameis's age, I would say a second round pick this year and next year but 
you got to take his age into account and you got to you got to take into account his injury history as well. So and also you got to put like some type of clause in there. Like, you know, if he gets hurt, like for I don't know if he gets hurt within the first eight weeks of the season or something like that, like you get like some type of, you know, like some type of draft pick back, something, something of that nature. That's that's what I feel about it. But I mean, he definitely worked the third round pick. Like, I, man, I love Matthew Stafford. Like, and I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure the Detroit Lions fans like uh, Matthew Stafford. Man, like, I don't understand what people that, that I seeing. I, I really don't. Like, go watch some Matthew Stafford highlights and go watch how this guy just is incredible, man. And you would think like. Saints, I mean, Saints fans, we have gotten opportunities to watch Matthew Stafford go up against the Saints. We've seen this guy and we've seen how these like we've seen how the uh, Saints jump up into like a big lead. And, and then all of a sudden, like here come Matthew Stafford with the late game heroics, making it interesting towards the end. I'll never forget that game. I want to say it was 2017 because I think it was like week one or something like that. And I think it was like, yeah, I think that's like when the uh, 2017 class was in. And the Saints like jumped out to this big lead. And in like the second half, I mean, Matthew Stafford was lighting that thing up. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, that guy's good, man. I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I just feel like uh he'll be what the Saints missing. Like all the all the issues that we talk about the Saints needing, right? Uh, you know what I'm saying? All, all the all the issues that the, that the Saints have uh, been lacking. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, deep ball ability. Um, you know what I'm saying? Getting the ball where it needs to be. Uh, improv. He can he can do all those things. And then on top of that, if you want to draft somebody like a Mac Jones, you don't have to worry about rushing him out there, right? You know what I'm saying? You don't know how long Matthew Stafford is going to be with the. You know what I'm saying? With the organization, if he's 33, you don't know how long he's going to play. So. You can you don't have to rush Mac Jones on the field. You can, you know what I'm saying, have him out there for a couple of years, you know what I'm saying, waiting in the wings, getting better, developing as a as a as a decent quarterback. There you have it. You know. At least you have somebody, you know what I'm saying, like that that's almost like that that bridge player, right? You know what I'm saying? The guy that's not exactly the franchise, but almost like the guy that's the bridge to lead you to the next generation of quarterback. I think that's what you have right there. Clarence, thank you very much for the $5. I appreciate that, man. Tulsa says, no, you're right. Matthew can't play, bro. Just been with a garbage organization. That's the thing too, man. You know, it's about like, it's about the organization. It's about the coaching. It's, it's about the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's about all that. Like, think about this, man. Think about Detroit. No disrespect to, you know, you know what I'm saying, the Detroit Lions fans that are checking out the State of the Saints today, but when you have all-time great running back like Barry Sanders who decides to retire then to come back to your organization, when you have an all-time great wide receiver in Megatron, Calvin Johnson, who rather retire to come back to your organization, like, come on, man, like, what, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? There's, there's an issue with the Detroit Lions organization. There's a problem. There's a problem, man. First off, you got to find your own identity. You got to find it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got to find your own identity. Detroit tried to be New England, right? You go out there, you get Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia wants to bring the Patriot way to Detroit. He wants to get all those old 
uh, New England Patriot players and he wants to be Bill Belichick. Well, that's your first that's your first mistake right there. You shouldn't want to be like anybody else. Like everybody in here, I'm pretty sure had had a mentor, right? Or has a mentor. Like you look up to that mentor, you admire that mentor, but you don't try to mimic everything that mentor does. You just take some of his strengths or some of the things that he's taught you and you apply it to your own style. With Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia tried to beat Bill Belichick. It did not work, right? You had a good, good, solid head coach in Jim Caldwell who was getting you to the playoffs. And, you know, I often, I often wonder with teams that sucked over the years and wasn't very good, how is it that you can come to a conclusion where the playoffs is not good enough for you? Like, seriously, how can you get to a point when the playoffs is not good enough for you? Like, especially when you have a history of absolutely no, like, like, like no success, right? <laughs> Rebuilding since 1957. <laughs> Talk about with, the, with the, the, the curse of Jimmy Ball, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? With Jimmy, I think Jimmy, uh, no, Sammy Bob, excuse me, Sammy Bob. I think he, what he said, that the Lions aren't going to win a championship or something like that. <laughs> and uh, he put a curse on them or whatever because they traded him, I think, to the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. So Sammy Ball was like, yeah, y'all not going to win anything. And you know what I'm saying? Like, because y'all traded me or whatever. So they haven't won a championship since 1957. And he called about the, the curse of Sammy Ball. But anyway, um, you know, you got to have your own swag, man. You got to have your, your own – you got to have your own lane. You got to have your own lane, man. Farouk says, Jameis is going to have uh, y'all eating crow and W's next year. Uh, how You know, how is it that – how is it that we're going to be eating crow? All I said was – if you if I had to choose out of Matthew Stafford and Jameis Winston, I'm gonna roll with Matthew Stafford, and I make no apologies about that because Matthew Stafford has shown me that he can be a solid quarterback in the National Football League. Matthew Stafford has shown me with the right system that he can be uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League. You know, I'm not dismissing Jameis Winston. I'm not saying that Jameis Winston can't ball. I'm not saying Jameis Winston can uh correct some of the issues that plagued him throughout his career but uh yeah i would choose matthew stafford over james winston you know but if the saints just so happen to say hey you know uh i think we got the right quarterback uh you know system going i think james is the future no need to look at matthew stafford then i believe in james but if i was running the organization and i had the opportunity then i would have to say i would roll with matthew stafford okay Look, this is, a, like I said, this is about production, okay? I, I mean, I know. I know for a fact <laughs> what Matthew Stafford can do. I'm only assuming that I know what Jameis Winston can do. But, hey, Stafford is a great quarterback to have. Uh, when you have a bad defense with 31 uh, comebacks in his career, number seven all time. DeWine, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, I just feel like if you got yourself a solid defense, good running game, which you know the Saints are going to have, you put Matthew Stafford with that, man, you got yourself something. You got yourself something. 
Now, all this is just wishful thinking. You know what I'm saying? The chances of the Saints getting Matthew Stafford is slim to none, you know, but if they were, if they can move some things around, they can move and they can shake some things around. Please do. Uh, Chosen, thank you very much for the 499. He says, every team has a leader, Sean Payton and the Saints, Andy Reid and the Chiefs, David Ruffin and the, what's their name? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, look, good point. You know, I mean, everybody uh, needs a leader. Everybody needs that one guy who, uh, you know, who can uh, right the ship, you know, and, uh, you know, the Saints have it. They, they definitely have it with uh, Sean Payton. Darrell says, what about Deshaun Washington? Uh, too rich uh, for my blood. Uh, Deshaun Washington, I mean, look, making over $100 million, you have to take on that contract. Nah, man, that, nah, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I wish this guy all the success. Uh, I feel so bad for him. Houston, Texas organization. Mistake after mistake, disappointment after disappointment. Feel bad for him, but man, I would hope that he lands somewhere where they, they appreciate him and um he can go out there and, and, and go to a winning culture. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That, that that's I think that's too rich for my blood. The best uh pass catcher Matthew Stafford uh had was Megatron for the most part. Yeah, I mean, but look. Marvin, you know what I'm saying? Marvin Jones is really good. Golden Tate is really good. Like, do not poo-poo on the most underrated wide receiver in the National Football League in Kenny Galladay. People do not talk about Kenny Galladay is the modern-day Marcus Coast for all my Saints fans out there. Kenny Galladay is the modern-day Marcus Coast. This guy is really, really good, really talented, and nobody talks about this guy. This guy's the best wide receiver nobody talks about. Him and Keenan Allen are like two of the most underrated wide receivers in football. So to say that Matthew Stafford ain't got no talent, you know what I'm saying, around him at the wide receiver position, I feel like, nah, that's that's nah, that's not true. Megatron is the standard, of course. I mean, because he was a freak of nature. We about 6'5", about 230, ran about a 4'2", 4'3". Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, if we're comparing them to him, but those guys aren't no slouches, man. Marvin Marvin Jones is good. Kenny Galladay is really good. Golden Tate is a bruiser, somebody that I, I wish the Saints could have got at one time or another. You know, I would love to see Golden Tate as a Saint. That's somebody that I, I would love to see. That guy is tough as, as they come at wide receiver. He like a – he like I won't call him a poor man, but – he reminds me a little bit of Steve Smith Senior, like how tough he is. Pete needs to restructure his contract. Yeah, you know, to zero dollars to get him up out of here. And they need to draft another guard. I don't know, man. I, I you know, I like Andrews Pete run, run blocking ability, but he a little uh, soft to me, man. Like just absolutely 100 percent soft. Because I said soft? Because I said soft, so what? I said I spell it. S-O-F capital T. Soft. Absolutely, man. Just straight up self. You know, like you can't be an offensive lineman and be that self. You know, I can't. Uh Pete made the Pro Bowl, so good luck with getting rid of him. Uh Mario, look, I mean, I think we all can agree that the Pro Bowl is a bunch of nonsense. I mean, Devin White, for God's sake, the way that he <laughs> single-handedly destroyed the Saints last week, didn't make the Pro Bowl. 
Demario Davis didn't make the Pro Bowl. Like, Pro Bowl is a joke. The fact that you would choose Andrews Pete over Ryan Ramchick at Pro Bowl selections, like, man, please. What a joke. Uh, but I want to say thank you all very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all very much. Really do appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. And also uh, Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, please check out the other podcast, the State of the Game podcast. Uh, it's uh, YouTube.com, search the State of the Game. Uh, check it out. Uh, also, TJ Knows Wrestling podcast available for all my wrestling fans out there. Uh, that's also on YouTube, TJ Knows Wrestling. Uh, Twitter, at State of Saints. And also on Instagram at TJ Jones underscore. Thank you all very much. Have a good day. Uh, enjoy the AFC and NFC championship games. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?